Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph getting into a death match, just like at AEW Full Gear last weekend between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. This is a wrestling podcast, ladies and gentlemen, but I think those two might have been fans of what happened last weekend. What's up, everybody? Stick to the gimmick. Episode 84. Bringing you all the wrestling things. NXT, WWE, AEW. Everything going on around the wrestling world. Back here live with Marty, who hasn't changed. Still just staring at his phone. I was looking at the... uh, What's his face? Roger Stone got found guilty on all seven counts. More news that's not related to wrestling. But... Also, breaking news. Breaking. It's breaking. It's breaking as we do this. It is. Well, technically, it broke two hours ago, but I was at work, so it broke to me now via my girlfriend, and then I looked it up. Roger Stone sounds like a. He that sounds like a wrestling character, doesn't it? Uh, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I want to get political on here, but dude's a piece of shit. He's got a tattoo of Nixon on his back, so I should tell you how he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so we've got indictments. Football fights, all sorts of things going on, but none related to what we talk about here, which is the gold brand. Another strong episode this past week on the road to war games, which happens not this weekend, but the weekend after. And, and, and by the way, before we start this, let's have a debate here. Marty and I were texting. All right. I'm right. So it doesn't matter. Just listen. Just listen. Marty and I were texting, and I told him that I would be working the next two nights. All right? No. You, Which, listen, no. you said you'd be working the next two Friday nights. Sorry, yes. Two Friday nights. And it is Friday as we record this. So you said you would be working the next two Friday nights, and that happened on a Friday. You said that to me at about 1230 in the afternoon. I did. So I said I'd be working the next two Friday nights. Yes. 
and he asked me if I was going somewhere with our friend tonight, which is Friday. So I said, reread the text. I answered that question already. Now, in the world of semantics, can we at least debate this? Nighttime has not happened yet. We are recording at 2.38 p.m. That is not night. That is not night. So Friday night has not occurred yet. So I said the next two Friday nights, meaning literally tonight and the next Friday night. He took it as next Friday night and then Friday night after that. Because tonight's Friday night is this Friday night. It's not the next Friday night. I fucking texted you in the fucking text message. You can, on iPhone, when you type in next Friday night, you can click on the goddamn thing, and it'll take you to the calendar to make an event. I clicked on it, and it took me to, lo and behold, next fucking Friday night, which is the 22nd. So you're wrong. I don't believe that I'm wrong in this case. And I even sent Marty a clip from one of my favorite movies, is Austin Powers. And I sent you a clip of me clicking on next Friday night on my phone <laughs> and it taking me to the 22nd. The clip from Austin Powers that I'm talking about is when, <laughs> I believe, uh, his name was Mustafa. And he w- ended up being asked the same question three times. But then a new line of questioning started after the second question. So it null and voided the next question after that in an entire separately line of questioning. So it just reminded me of that situation. But that's how our day started today, by debating how you classify Friday nights and saying next Friday, all that stuff. So we got in a little bit of a loop there. All right. Let's talk NXT. I heard you, you said it was a solid episode. I thought this was one of the weakest episodes since they started going live. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, so solid episode. Uh, I think that they started out with their almost their TV match of the year between Angel Garza and Leo Rush, despite the finish. Despite the finish. Uh, that I have not heard of the crowd that hot in a few weeks at least. Uh, and, and they were very, very on top of things there. Hell of a cruiserweight match. Glad that we're going to get another one after that. Um, the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the triple threat shenanigans between Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, with his strongest showing again as he continues to get on my good side and get better as a character and get more serious, uh, injecting himself into the feud between Pete Dunne and Killian Dane. I thought that the latter match between Kyrie Sane, or I mean, oh my God, between Io Shirai and Mia Yim was fantastic. Ugh. I'm going to disagree hard. Uh, I think it was brutal. I think that they took a lot of tough bumps, and the ending was perfect, and it completely it took me out of my shell because I thought that Dakota was the one that was going to be the turn. But bringing in Kaylee Ray from NXT UK to be a part of Shayna Baszler's team at War Games, freaking awesome! Like I'll give you the ending, but the match as a whole, I thought was a it was a train wreck. Really? Yeah. Why? It was so slow that like a lot of the ladder spots they did were like they didn't work, or it was like slow, or it didn't look good. Like it was m- my biggest criticism, which is always a Mia Yim criticism, is that the match was slow as hell. 
Well, yeah, because she worked. She that's just her her pace. Yeah, apparently. Um, unfortunate that Mia got that ladder to the face and like it slowed things down even more. Then she took a bump from freaking on top of the ladder, getting pushed outside and crashed through another ladder. That looked brutal as hell. But like Eo, like just like nonchalantly strolling around the ring struggling to put the ladder up and not climbing the ladder there had all that was going on was like it looked whack where it was like all right they can't just especially considering eo was winning period like they can't have her just go up there and grab the title and completely ruin the ending sure you can if mia yim got fucked up that bad of course you can then how do you introduce kaylee ray as the fourth they could have found a way they're good at doing shit on the fly like that they could have figured something out you, so you think that Triple H is going to call it in and be like, all right, Mia got fucked up too much, so just grab the title, we'll get out of there, and we'll figure it out later? Maybe. And he also he could have had um, Bailey still attack Shayna, and then um, Kaylee Ray could have attacked Bailey. Bailey. But then they would have to interject Kaylee Ray into the Survivor Series picture. No, you happened. wouldn't. You could just make it so that she was helping Shayna. I think it's a little nitpicky, and I also thought that the ladder match was pretty awesome, especially because that was the first ladder match, women's ladder match, in NXT history, and I think that they did a good job. That's that, at least mine. That bump to the ladder outside, though, that ladder did not break her fall at all. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I love the way that she took the bump, too. She didn't jump. Mm-hmm. She just went by the side. Like, she went down by the side. And I don't know. I, I thought that Mia was a champ in this one. That, made, that gave me a little bit more respect. Oh, she was definitely, she she powered through it, but I didn't like the match as a whole. She just took a beating, though. And again, yeah, she she does work slow for me. uh, And that's, that might just be her. That might not even just be as a result of the match or how it was booked. That just might be her style. She just might be like more slow and deliberate. But yeah, that I, I didn't think it was as bad as you're saying it was. Um. I think I might honestly dislike Mia matches more than I dislike Shayna matches. Well, Shayna, she has the formula, but Shayna's formula is also very believable and it's brutal. Mm -hmm. Mia, when you're going slow, there's chances to botch a lot, whether it's her or her opponent. I also think I dislike Mia's character. Yeah. That she's the... Head baddie in charge? Yeah, but she's not a badass. Like, she's trying to... Like, it seems like she's, like, a chihuahua with a loud bark. That's what it seems like to me. She just came out with a kendo stick and started beating everyone's ass last week. So? She lost, like, every feud leading up to that point. (laughs) Yeah. Results-wise, I can agree with you. Not really much else you can do. (laughs) Uh... But it doesn't look like that she's going to be in that War Games match. This is probably the way that they wrote her off, because now I think that Dakota Kyle will just take her, take her spot. And this is the way they write her off, and then this is somehow a way for Mia to go over to NXT UK now, maybe. Maybe. You know, like, that's they do that stuff on the regular. Mm-hmm. They really do do that stuff on the regular. What other things stood out to you here? Uh, Finn Balor coming out and cutting a... Oh, my God. Did, did you notice him cutting a heel promo, how he's not when, – when I watched Finn cut promos in the main roster level and even the NXT level, 
as a face, which is the only thing he's been until this point. Do you notice that he takes <gasps> he like he like breathes in really like heavily and starts like talking like in like he like pauses really weird. Mm-mm. He didn't do that at all in this promo last night. He just it's like almost like the dude's more comfortable as a bad guy. And it, I think it's he clear made his day. career in New Japan as a bad guy. So like I'm I can believe it. I think it's clear as day. I think it's clear as day. Uh, moving forward, because Johnny Gargano kayfabe can't work the pay per view, or whether it is an actual legitimate injury, we don't know. I mean, it would explain him not being on TV at all since they've gone live. Yeah, yeah. A more than viable replacement, though. Finn Balor turns his attention to Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle hears him calling him out. Matt Riddle starts beating him up. Um, and then after that, you have the Undisputed Era. Surround the ring, go after Riddle. I love how they just kind of mesh all of these storylines and how they involve everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that's really key to NXT's success. But they have them all surround the ring, and then Champa's music hit. He comes out with Keith Lee. They come down to the ring, and it's still only three on four. But then we get a Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong match. Good one there, too. Uh you know, probably could have been better lengthwise and, you know, spot-wise. But I think that they did the job for television. After that match, I believe Keith Lee got attacked and stuff. And then the Undisputed Era started beating up on everybody again. Yeah, the second the bell rang. And then Dominic Dajakovic comes out, makes the save. Reluctant handshake with Keith Lee. Handshake with Tommaso Ciampa. Riddle's been pulled out of the War Games match and enters Dominic Dijakovic. Still has one more member to be added to Team Champa, and I'm pretty sure we all know that's going to be Velveteen Dream. If he's still good. Like, he had a back injury, so I don't know. I just don't know who else they would be able to put in that spot. Who has a history with Undisputed Era? I don't know. I have no clue. No idea. So that that happened. Um, what, what else did we have? Uh, there was a was there another women's match? Yeah, there was uh, Zia Lee versus. Oh yeah, a- that was rough. Aaliyah. That was rough, and uh, Aaliyah got fucked up. Yeah, Zia Lee, I think, might have broke her nose. Yeah, the way it looked because Aaliyah was on the ground, and she had blood coming out of her nose, and it like she like legit looked like she was crying. Not to laugh or anything like that, but Zia just connected mm-hmm. with one of those kicks. I don't I I don't know if Aaliyah's got it, man. I, I, I mean, watch her matches. Yeah, I mean she's been floating around doing nothing like for a, a while. Like I keep it. She was on that breaking ground that Baron Corbin was on, and Baron Corbin is now that was like four or five years and ago. And Baron Corbin's now on the main roster, King of the Ring. Uh, Jason Jordan's gone. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple others from there. I ZZ Top's gone. Yeah, ZZ Top's gone. And there was maybe one more that they talked about with there. But, I mean, she's the only one still floating around in NXT um, from that breaking ground. And that was, like, when the network premiered because that was, like, the first, like, network-exclusive show. Yeah, that was around, like, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. And, I mean, I think that, like, she's been a good, like, partner for Vanessa Bourne or whatever. But, like, if you watch a Vanessa Bourne match, you can just even see how much – better she is in the ring than Aaliyah. And remember, Vanessa also didn't have any wrestling experience before she came in here. Aaliyah reminds me of 
the women wrestlers that you would have seen in 2006. Like a like a diva? Yeah. So like a Kelly Kelly type? Yeah. Fair. Not even so like 2010, not even 2006. Yeah, 2006 that was like leading Trish Stratus I think at that point. <laughs> uh when they made history, I think that was the year they did it. Um but yeah, I I don't know about this this uh for for Aaliyah. I, I I just I'm not feeling I don't know if she's really getting the crowd reactions whether she's a face or a heel because they've tried both. You know, born and bougie, uh, you know, it's decent. But again, I think Vanessa stands out more than her at any point. Uh so we'll we'll see where where she goes. Zia Lee, I think she took a step back in this match, and it might have just been because she was in the ring of with Aaliyah. Because uh, I remember Zaya's last match, we me and you were talking about how hard she was hitting ropes, how quick and agile she was. Yeah, she looked like she kind of missed a step in this one. Um, so I don't know if that's really indicative of her as a wrestler, uh, but we'll we'll find out here uh, going forward as well. We had a Forgotten Sons package again. I don't know what they're really setting them up for. Really haven't talked about it too much. What else did we miss on this episode? There was, there was. Oh, uh, Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. They're really they've got Bronson and Isaiah on TV like weekly now. You notice that mm-hmm. the guys from the breakout tournament. And again, I know you don't like Swerve's finisher, but did you see how Bronson sold it? That's how it's supposed to be sold. You don't flip. Yeah, you take it to the side, you bend your neck. It's still it looked weaker. It's not weak. It looks so weak. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't win with anything with you. But Bronson, I, I've been thoroughly impressed with Bronson. You know, uh, those those big guys that can move and and have power, but also that that agility that we always talk about. How that's the new age wrestling thing is that everyone's able to be a cruiserweight or whatever now, right? You know, he's jumping off top of the top of the turnbuckle and all that stuff. He's not quite as smooth as movements like Keith Lee or like Samoa Joe or anything like that. But he also has the size. When he hits those sentons, they're brutal. Um, I believe he used Hangman Page's dead shot as one of the moves in that match. Did you see that? Where he was holding him upside down and he dropped him? Well, Page does it onto his knees. He oh, fell yeah. on his ass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I liked the move. I liked that move. Um, He has some... I don't know if I like the thick boy thing. I think that's a little silly. Um, but clearly they believe in him because he's been on TV for a while. And we've already talked about Swerve for a long time uh, since he's entered the breakout tournament picture. That dude oozes charisma. And I love his entrance because he's just... He's just so self-confident, and he's, like, not overdoing it. It's just this quiet confidence that, about him when he comes into the ring. If we're going to talk about breakout stars, though. You're uh, going to bring up Jordan Miles, aren't you? Bringing up Jordan Miles. All right. That dude uh, went off the fucking deep end, man. <laughs> he did. He went just off the deep to, end. Just to say the minimum on it. Dude lost his shit. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to try and, you know, compare anything I, I don't know anything about the situation well i did so, hear that he picked his own name though which is so, a little bit interesting so what happened was apparently three weeks ago maybe longer they designed a shirt for him which is a black shirt and correct me if i'm wrong his name is like smiles miles or something like that smiles for miles jordan miles whatever but so the shirt is a black t-shirt and then red lips and his name is spelled out in the teeth that says jordan miles 
and he said that it was a racist t-shirt because it's it uh, simulates blackface um and so like he was like he went on a twitter Literally tirade about, about it. it yeah no i remember watching that um and did all that stuff and then recently he called jay lethal and uncle tom oh boy and then went on twitter with the twitter live video and then just went on a tirade and said he quit wwe he said that jordan miles was a slave name and that he go he's going as ach yeah that's what he that's um, what he is on the independent scene that's what he was in roh and that he quits essentially was what it was he was like they're pieces of shit blah 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 and like, if you actually watch the video too you like he's just like pissed it like took him 20 seconds to start talking it was it was very odd yeah it's very odd and again when i read these stories i don't know what's going on i don't know what's true what's not so i'm not gonna even take a side but from what i read he picked the name he picked the name because it was michael jordan and then something with with, uh Uh, miles morales miles morales so it it said that he picked the name i also read somewhere that he approved the Mm t-shirt so that's that whole thing is crazy but yeah and i mean like so I and I've read the same thing that he picked his own name and that he approved the t-shirt. So if those two things are true, I don't understand his stance. It's almost like it reminds me of Anthony Brown saying that he was going to go after the Raiders for cutting him and that he wasn't paid his dues, but then there was a text message where he said like fuck you don't give me the money. Something like that. it was something with Anthony Brown or something. it was like that. Who's Anthony Brown? Antonio, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, it was like that, though. It's a very peculiar situation. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like, no one knows the real situation except for, like, him and... And Trips and Vince. And, like, everybody else. Yeah. But it's like, looking at, like, on the outside looking in, the dude doesn't look, seem like he's really... There? There on the whole yeah. thing. Like, kind of seems loose cannony. Yeah. So it's... It does. Hard to take his side, but then... I can completely see his side as well. Exactly. That's why it's impo- it's impossible to take sides because you don't know what it's a he said she she said type of yeah. situation. I mean, I the dude he's fucked. Oh, he's 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 gone now. I mean, well, cuz like so he burnt the bridge with WWE. So he's gone out of WWE. They could I mean, WWE, you know how harsh they are. When people ask for their release or say they're quitting and you are, have a contractual obligation to be a part of that company, they could just literally hold you hostage. Exactly. So I don't know if they actually ever released him. They they did not. But so him just saying he quits means, cool, you're not working for us anymore, but you have a contract signed with us for exclusivity. So good luck finding another wrestling gig. So that's the that's the problem with having... A, a long-term contract mm-hmm. is there's all those little it's and pieces pieces in there that prevent you from going anywhere else, which for him, I, I, that'd be hard to find wrestling work. If you're not able to do it, there's not many promotions that would be able to help you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, and there was already a, dirt sheet thing and this could be completely off base but they said that AEW is even going to stay away from him because of the controversial statements. I mean yeah absolutely I would stay away from him I 
he doesn't seem to have a good like he's not stable yeah i i would not and like i wouldn't take up a contract or a date with him fearing the hammer of wwe's legal team yeah yeah but that yeah that whole situation was wild i'm glad you brought it up because i was gonna bring it up or whatever um but yeah that looks like that push is over um he and but in in kayfabe though if you think about it the dude has the most wild wwe story in the world he showed up for the he showed up out of nowhere won a tournament got a title match and then disappeared so what are you suggesting like he just said kayfabe wise kayfabe wise in the world of wrestling storyline wise like outside like none of the other stuff none of the outbreak like none of that happens he just shows up wins a tournament gets a title match and disappears so it's like Zach Gowan. <laughs> Except with two legs. <laughs> We're going to hell. Uh, on to the next thing. Uh, what else happened on the next team, Marty? There, I don't think there was any tag team matches. Uh, I don't think... Because a couple of those were pretty long, long matches. Uh, they, they continue to talk about... The uh, Survivor Series storyline. Well, there was a lot of those backstage beatdowns that happened with the women. Oh, yeah. The the women got attacked from behind. We later found out that it was Bailey, but mm-hmm. it also could have been Kaylee Ray, too. They both could have done it. Because it was both sides, right? Yeah, yeah, it was both sides. So I think we're just continuing to look towards Survivor Series. Uh, one thing that was announced that I don't think was even announced last week was I think that this could be the match stealer. is freaking... Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong. They announced that? Yes. Holy shit. That's Seriously? That's incredible, isn't it? Um, wait, it might not be Shin... It, it, might, it might not be AJ Styles, but Nak, Strong, and somebody else. Why wouldn't it be Styles? He's the other one with the, He's the other belt. middle belt. Ch- He's the other middle belt. I can't remember. It's just because I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's a three... That's three heels, right? That's a three-heel matchup. Dude, I know. Isn't that awesome? Hold on. I think that's it. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. If it's not, my apologies. I mean, we still don't have... No, it is. It is. It is. It's AJ versus Knock versus Roderick. I got... My only beef with what they're doing with Survivor Series is they were like, only some of the belts we're going to have three-way matches for. And the other ones, they were like, eh, fuck it. Most importantly... The the world title. That's the one I'm really talking about. You can't feed match. anybody to Bray Wyatt. The world title match. I like the world title match. Well, they booked themselves into a corner again because you have Brock and The Fiend where, like, neither of them can lose. And you can't offer Adam Cole up on a slab to those two. I also don't think that Brock's going to eat Ray for breakfast. Those, those Brock's good with smaller guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that this one's actually going to be a solid, like, 10 to 12-minute match. Uh, where Ray like tries to surprise him or whatever, well, Rock he's get, ends up winning. But he'll he'll hit the six one nine, go for the West Coast pop, get caught, hit with an F five, and lose. Or he'll be put on a stretcher board and then hit on the <laughs> still side one of, of my pole. favorite spots ever. And that's the, that was the big show though. That wasn't <laughs> oh, Brock Lesnar. Oh did that. man, same era, same era. I bet you that uh, that because Brock and Big Show feuded too after that or before that, whatever it was. Um, yeah. So th- I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I looking think forward to the entire pay-per-view. The, I'll be dead serious. I I haven't seen a match for Survivor Series that I was like, I don't want to watch that. Mm-hmm. I want to watch literally every match. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was good. Um, are we missing anything else that happened on this episode of NXT? I don't think so. Uh, next week, I know that it was announced that the first... Uh, the it's first Adam Cole versus Djokovic for the ladder match for the um, go-ahead war games. Advantage. Like, adva- that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Whatever he says. There was another thing announced, too, I think. I can't remember, though. It's too hard to remember. There's too much wrestling. Don't know. Too much wrestling. Uh, I, I did want to go back to the, the main roster real quick before we talked about AEW. Did you see? So Raw and SmackDown were pre-recorded because they were in the United Kingdom. I read everything that happened. I didn't watch either of them. So. I read that Friday when we were recording, I read as it was happening. Surprisingly, um, Shayna Baszler actually traveled. Yes. With them. Uh, and she showed up on both shows. We also had an invasion on the NXT side, but the NXT UK side, we had Volta and Imperium make appearances on both shows. They had Walter go one-on-one with Rollins before disqualification happened, and then Imperium took on uh, part of the Ross Survivor Series team, which is very good, by the way. Yes, A it is. A very good Ross Survivor Series team. Uh, it was Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, uh, and someone else. I, I I want to say Ricochet, but it's probably not true. But anyways, those uh, Alexander Wolf ate the pin, which, in all honesty, Raw needed some credibility back by beating an NXT team. True. And they didn't have Walter go down, so that's okay with me. Uh, they had Walter go one-on-one with Rollins on the mic, which was good. So, ipso facto, I, Imperium's not going to be involved in Survivor Series, I don't think. Maybe Walter's the fourth man. Dude. <laughs> Wait, no, that's, that's a different pay-per-view. I'm just saying it's the same weekend. Maybe Walter's the fourth man. <laughs> He's the fifth man. Uh, so, announcing the Raw Survivor Series team, it's Seth Rollins, I Kevin mean, Owens, Ricochet, Randy Orton, and... Uh, Isn't it McIntyre? Yes, it's Drew McIntyre. To be fair, though, does NXT have a five-man team announced yet for Survivor Series? No, they don't. So you've got... Four dudes who are coming out of war games. So, like, we have to know if they're going to double duty them. We have to know if they're healthy after that. Yeah, so, like, my guess would be the four that are in war games and Matt Riddle would be my guess. It's fair. Um, but they might not do it. They might not do it. You could throw Walter on the men's NXT team. They, they might not do Undisputed Era. Because, li- listen, Team NXT can't. Roddy, Roddy's involved in the match. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era is involved in tag team match. So those those two, I don't think they're pulling double duty that night. Adam Cole might be in the men's team. Yes, because he doesn't have a title match. Mm-hmm. They didn't do Adam Cole versus The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar, which, thank God. Because... So it, it might honestly be Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Imperium, Matt Riddle, Walter, and one other person. That's an incredible four right, right off the bat, dude. That's ridiculous. Um, I believe they announced SmackDown's team on backstage. I don't remember who it was. Let's look it See up. See if there is an NXT team, though, while you're at it. Yeah, I will. I will. Stall. My thing, though, is so I think that NXT should win the traditional elimination match, the men's traditional elimination match. Um. I don't think that they should win any of the triple threat matches. Like, Shayna winning the women's match would be good. 
It would. She'd have to go over on Bailey, though. Yeah. But I truthfully think it'll probably be Becky. I, you know, who, or I think Bailey winning would do Bailey a huge yeah. amount for her because, yeah, she's riding hot off of this heel turn business and stuff like that. But are we really taking her seriously yet? The tag match is going to be Viking Raiders. They're going to they're gonna destroy Kyle O'Reilly, and they're going to win. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, I know you are not a fan of New Day. So New Day beat the Revival on the UK uh, SmackDown, right? I know you're not a fan of this, and I wanted to see Revival in this too, because then it would be like three NXT former champions. Or whatever, it would be right? like the three biggest NXT tag team champions in right. one match. Without American Alpha, obviously. Yeah. Um, I understand why they went with this route. They wanted they wanted a veteran presence in that match, and who better than somebody that was literally the flagship of the show for the past five months, six months? And you know you can always depend on Biggie. Always yeah, can depend on him. But at the same point, what do they need a veteran experience for? If anything, those three teams show more than anybody that they know how to do a tag team match. Oh, of course they do. Of so, course they do. I think this is more about we need to give Kofi a direction after screwing him over for two months. Okay, him having the ta- New Day having the tag titles is always good for the company. I I I will always be on that side, and I, I know that you disagree sometimes, but. I, I think especially uh, here with Woods on the shelf, having those two hold those titles for a minute is a good idea. And it brings some prestige and relevance back to it. Uh, we don't know what's happening with the Usos, but I guarantee you if they're holding them still and the Usos come back, we get another Usos New Day feud, which is, whether it's dry to you or not, always four to five star matches. Always. It sucks for the revival. I agree. that I, w- I wasn't too pleased about that, but then I also thought to myself, all right, I understand why. That's that's where I am. I found the SmackDown uh, five-man team here. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know Captain Roman Reigns. Baron Corbin, which obviously because he's he's hot right now. Uh, this one I was kind of eh about. Uh, Braun Strowman, mm. because you know he's going to have a stupid 10-minute run where he just eliminates like seven people. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable and Ali. So, you know, as much as people are killing this Shorty G label and stuff like that, it, it's earned him a push and clearly something about him that they like. So I'm glad. You know, we were always we would always talk about how talented Gable was in the ring and he never had anything. I mean, at least he has something now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. By the way, Ali got his first name back on WWE television. That's good. So it's Mustafa Ali again. But yeah, so <laughs> there isn't a women's t- Raw team announced yeah. at yeah. all. And there isn't a NXT women's team announced at all. And there isn't the men's NXT team announced at all. So here's the thing. I think that we've already drawn the line here on the battlegrounds. So it's not that big of a deal to me that there isn't an announcement yet. We've seen the people that have come in and, and ambushed, right? We've seen Bianca Belair and Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae. I think she was on Raw, too, that one time. So I think we can just kind of, you know, put two and two together. Rhea Ripley was on the show. You know, like, 
that doesn't require storyline telling for me. That that's just going to be put together, and that's okay because I there's it's it's five on five on five no matter what you have, and we've already seen those people that are going to be participating. Like what what if Team NXT has Isaiah Swerve Scott and Raul Mendoza on it because those guys were in the original uh, takeover. Like the the SmackDown takeover, true, very disappointing. You know? But it would, I could see it, and it would. And in thinking from Triple H's perspective, my big guns are going the night beforehand. This would be an opportunity for my guys that haven't gotten that big win yet or that big spotlight yet to really be able to step up. Yeah, Damian Priest, Dijakovic, even though Dijakovic just added to the match for War Games, but. You know, Priest got involved on the the Raw as well. Like, those are the things that I'm thinking about in my head. But it would be cool to have an All Star NXT team face all those guys because you don't want it to leave it short of nothing but spectacular. Mm-hmm. And you have to go figure that. Neither. Do you think that either of those matches are going to close or open the traditional Survivor Series matches? Only if there's a big angle planned, right? Or else you would close it with probably Brock and, and Ray. Or the women's match, because I feel like that honestly gets the most time out of any of those matches. The Baszler, Bailey, yeah. Becky? That's got the most setup out of all of them. It does. Other than Brock and Ray. It does. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I just, at Survivor Series paper, you just kind of... Rubs me the wrong way if neither of them are a main event. Just like, because it's that's literally the name of the the paper. I mean, view. the Royal Rumble didn't main event once, so that's that's true. What 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 did 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 they just go back to back and then? No, it was. Uh, I can't remember. It was a good Royal Rumble this past year. I remember it wasn't that. this past year. It was like three years ago that the Royal Rumble didn't main event. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It was a Brock match that went over it. I don't remember what it was, but it was a Brock match. Maybe it was a. Rock match, not a Brock match. Rock, Brock, who gives a shit? Uh, one more thing to discuss before AEW. Uh, CM Punk's back in the WWE CM- in a different capacity. CM Punk is back working with the WWE, not in the WWE. Working, yes. He is That's employed why I say by Fox. In different capacity. Everything starts somewhere. I still can't first, believe it, though. And for the first time since 2005, he shared a ring with Samoa Joe. Whether I know it's kind of bullshit, but that is awesome. He was in the ring with Samoa Joe and Adam Cole, and I was like, just give it to me. <laughs> just <laughs> give, give it, it to me. me. That is unbelievable. I texted Marty that, and what did I say? What did I say? And I said, uh, all I know is he said, fucking bruh. Uh, but when I saw that clip, because they didn't ruin it for me. For once, Twitter didn't ruin it for me. Twitter Twitter just said, that just happened, and I clicked on the video, and then I heard, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm at work. I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me. This is The, the best part about it is they did it on a show that got like 45,000 viewers the week before. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I just sent him step one. <laughs> but Philip Brooks, back in World Wrestling Entertainment. Not as a wrestler. Maybe at some point. 
but not as a wrestler yet. As a commentator, we do know that money talks, or else he would not be in this position. Yeah, I think it's eventually we might see it because, you know, he'll be with the wrestlers. They'll be jawing at him. You know, like we might get that little eventually Samoa Joe might get in his ear and be like, come on, come on. Or, you know, we might get someone who gets him and or he he might not. So I also that, saw something that, that apparently inkling, they're that interested itch. in AJ Lee as well. Coming back as a wrestler or Foxes. Fox is interested in her. So, well, and you know what? And I'm if there it, there is no woman wrestler more qualified to talk about women's wrestling right now than that woman nope. because she kickstarted literally everything. I know people are going to be like, "Oh, it was Paige, blah blah blah." It was AJ Lee. Period. So, AJ was fantastic. So this is a perfect way. If CM Punk does decide that he wants to get back in between the ropes, he goes to the gold brand. Period. What I'm saying is this is a perfect way. You know what Daniel Bryan and Miz did? Mm-hmm. Daniel this is the Bryan way to set it was, up. Daniel Bryan was retired. He wasn't able to touch him. Miz went off on him, went on a shoot. Daniel Bryan couldn't wrestle for two more years. And CM Punk's not like retired by any means yet, at least from our understanding. But it's the long term burn that could really like if he just like decided to just pick on one wrestler every week just just by saying something, you know, ah, I you know I just don't really like what he's doing here. You know, ah, I don't like this. and then social media and then domino effect, domino effect. It's the perfect way to write him back into a storyline or into a feud. And you just know, even though he says no, 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 every time someone asks him, there's got to be that itch at some point. And especially like when you say when his colleagues mess with him Mm -hmm. and when the money's on the table, you never know. And I think if he does, eventually, it's with NXT in a Brock Lesnar role, not like saying like he'll be dominant, but a every once in a while, no traveling. And NXT does not, yeah, they, they only do live events uh, certain times of the year. They're live now. Don't got to do like extra tapings in one day. Agreed. That is a perfect role for him. Yep. Oh, man. That's incredible. That is incredible. And he works with Triple H and not Vince. That's true. Though I don't know how much he likes Paul either. I don't know how much he likes him either, but I'm just saying he works with him instead of Vince. So, <laughs> Because I remember that podcast after he quit. And he, he I think he, he uh, imitated Paul on that one. But that's just, oh, that's just so cool. And you know what? Uh, anybody that's calling him a sellout or... Talking about how this is dumb or whatever, just fuck off. I mean, it's official. Never say never when it comes to WWE. It, it, they are able to mend bridges like no other. You had Bruno come back. You had Macho Man, or not Macho, Ultimate Warrior, um, Brett, Brett, John. And honestly, if you, they got Brett back, they can get anybody back. Like I, and I don't want to take this this direction, but it wouldn't be surprising to me if they made mends with with like Owen Hart's family, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, maybe not at any time soon, but you know, it's a time and heals you, all wounds. Type you of got, thing. um, 
AJ Styles coming over. Mm-hmm. Finn coming over. Knock coming over. Yeah. Those big moves like that where it's just like literally never say never. Yeah. I will not sit here and say Cody Rhodes will never wrestle in a WWE ring again. I will never say it either. Even... I will not sit here and say Kenny Omega will never wrestle for the WWE. Yeah. Because literally, like, we've seen crazy shit happen. Exactly. And and, and the the wonderful thing about WWE is terrible as a fucking corporation it is it's never ending and it will never end yep. it, it might be the longest company to ever exist in the history of entertainment which is incredible and that's well i mean i think proud of. uh paramount's probably gonna beat them out on that so. <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> that's true that's true that yeah yeah they've got a little bit of a leg up on them <laughs> And this one monopoly called Disney. Okay, how about <laughs> sport? Yeah, and the NFL has them beat out. And yeah, yeah, you're okay. You're right. All right, sports entertainment. How about that? The MLB. Sports entertainment. The combo. All right. All elite wrestling. So did you get a chance to watch Full Gear, the whole thing? I did. I skipped a couple matches. Okay. But for the most part, I watched it. All right. So let's just. Overall review, I know you said it was kind of eh. I said it was mediocre at best. Okay, that's what you said. Eh, a little eh. All right, for me, all right. I I thought that, when, let's just talk about what everyone's talking about. The main event to me, I fell asleep and didn't even finish it. Really? Yeah. Was it because you were tired or was it because it made you bored? I was bored as fuck. I, okay. was, I was tired, I'll give you that. But I was also <laughs> bored as fuck. I was bored. So bored that I fell asleep and woke up, and the match was still going on. I went, nah, and I just turned it off. So I think that this is one of those matches where it is a black and white opinion. Yeah, there uh, is there, there is, is no, no middle. No, there is no middle. Uh, and I, I'm firmly on the side of I did not like it. I am on the side of I liked it. See, but I'm not. But there's a difference. I'm not on the side of I did not like it because of it was a death match. I'm on the side of I did not like it because I was fucking bored. So when I'm watching this, and and no matter what your opinion of it is, you can't say it wasn't different. Oh, it absolutely was different. It yeah. was very different. I think that the creativity of how to punish your body was incredible. Uh, the spots that they came up with, with the shards of glass, I, with, I with will the barbed you, wire trampoline. The, with the Mox crawling through gr- glass to get out of a submission hold, that was great. I'll give you that. That was one part of that match where I was like, great storytelling, makes Mox look like a badass, sells the brutality of the match. But everything else, I was just pretty bored. I would have rathered a straight wrestling match. But they made, I mean, they made it go like 40 something minutes. And too, yeah, that man. was another that's, thing. It was long. Well, that's the, that's the MO of the AEW. You can't have a match under 20 minutes on a pay-per-view. True. But the, the brutality of it, the willing to put yourself through this pain type of thing. I'm, I'm very surprised that Kenny Omega wanted to go this route because this is, this is John Moxley going back to CZW days type of shit. Yep. Where he's literally just punishing his body as the hardcore guy. And I think that this 
this was one of those ways to kind of send us farewell to those types of matches, though. Because I, I feel like that long of a match and stuff like that, I think he's going to try to reestablish himself as a wrestler. I don't think this is going to be his gimmick. I fully disagree because they've got people like Darby Allen and Joey Janela on that roster. Well, it's funny. I know. that's it. His next feud Darby is Darby Allen. Allen is, and is, that's exactly why ahead. I disagree with that. I don't... So it would be a mistake to only limit him to that. That would be AEW's first mistake. You can do it every once in a while, but you can't have a death match every single pay-per-view or every single, you know, week. Not even monthly, honestly. Yeah. Because Mox is a good wrestler. When he's motivated, you can tell he's a good wrestler. He might not be that technically sound, but he's a brute. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's, his, that's his style. So, so on the main event, I, I really, honestly, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um... It was one of those, like, when you're watching it happen, like, if you're feeling it, like, if you're, like, literally cringing because you see someone going through something, I think that it did its job. That's that's just my view on it. Um, the What probably should have been the main event if this wasn't a lights-out match, uh, Cody and Chris Jericho, I thought they told a really good story. Uh, I didn't know if it was the cleanest match of all time but it did its job told a good story we always tried we tried to figure out a way that cody could could uh lose and still be able to instigate that stipulation um we found out that mjf turned heel on him not only by throwing the towel in when chris had a nasty line tamer on him, he did have that a was, nasty ass that line was tamer beautiful in. that was beautiful um but MJF threw the towel in and the match ended or whatever. He's bringing Cody up. Cody's distraught. And then all of a sudden MJF kicks him in the nuts, starts beating him up. I think it was a little too obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really making it look like MJF was going to be a face for a minute because like, no one was expecting him to be a face. MJF is the perfect heel. That is literally his job and he excels at that yeah so that's i think why it was the move was made i think they could have gone about it a little bit better but i do like the creative way of making cody lose without him actually losing but at the same time the young bucks went on twitter and someone asked him so is this a way that cody can go for the title he goes no 100 percent. that was a stipulation that's the stipulation so the Young Bucks have already said that that's not going to happen. But again, it's a way for Cody to use that down the line. Yeah, way down a the line. A year or two or three, you know, when maybe his character's getting stale or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I actually thought that uh, Jericho did a, did a good job. This was one of his better matches. I think that he's good um, with the younger guys. Uh, you don't want to put him in the ring with those, you know older types like Dustin Rhodes, you know, like, yeah. cause then it'll be really slow. I think he's good at, at adapting. Uh, he can still do a hell of a lion salt. I saw that on dynamite this past week. Um, still hits a good code breaker. Um, you know, and you know what? He's probably the most over thing in that company. Mm-hmm. That's why he's a champion other than Cody. I mean, Cody's getting a lot of cheers right now. Like, but Cody's also positioning himself as the underdog, which I don't really like. Cause we know he's not an underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
the promo he cut before the pay-per-view was incredible. We, we've talked about that before as well, but I, I just don't... Hangman Page is an underdog. Like, Cody's the Is he still the... NWA champion, or did he ever lose that? I think Magnus is. I don't know. I can... Apparently, NWA has a show on Tuesdays called Power, by the way. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Cody, Cody's been everywhere. They're like, you know, like, he can't be an underdog. That's just... He's been world champion, different places. Yeah, he, co- he started his own company, but it, it's just not believable to me for him to be an underdog. Uh, I do like Jericho and this inner circle thing continuing. Uh, the tags between uh, Bucks and Proud and Powerful, uh, Santana Ortiz, was really good to open the show. Uh, Santana Ortiz got the pin. That was a really good match. Uh, I like I like their uh, their finisher is really nice. Um, it's like a uh... oh man, I can't remember because I just watched Dark Order too on Wednesday, and I and those two like are kind of similar. Anyways, uh, th- that was a really good match. Uh, Hangman and Pack was good, and then they ran it back on Dynamite, and Pack got the win. Uh, so that's kind of been like a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that feud has just kind of continued. Uh, I don't know if they're going to keep it going or not, but I'm completely fine with it because they're really good chemistry together. Uh, I think one of the su- surprising matches of the night, even though they faced each other 264 times, was Rio and Emi Sakura. I did not watch that match. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, again, I don't like how cartoony uh, Sakura is, and she comes out with her... Freddie Mercury mustache and stuff like that. I didn't watch that or the Sean Spears match. But technically, like, technically sound-wise, that was a really good match, and those two were really good uh, opponents for each other. Uh, the Spears-Janella match, it, that was the shortest one of the night, and Spears won. Um, but it was because Tully helped him with a spike pile driver on the outside. Uh, again, how much we complain that Ty Dillinger wasn't used the right way in WWE. I do have a complaint. I just remember this. Um, the Rock and Roll Express segment after the Young Bucks match was fucking trash. Don't you like seeing freaking uh, Ricky Morton hitting the Canadian Destroyer, though? No, because the same people that love that segment are the same people that give WWE shit about bringing old-timers back for spotlights. So fuck you. Ooh, I like it. A little bit of the hypocritical call Yeah, here. I thought it was fucking awful. Okay, okay. I think it's incredible that that Ricky Morton can still hit a tope at whatever the hell his age is. No, nah, I don't give a shit. I thought it was awful. They just had, because it was, to me, it was WWE booking where we just had our biggest babyface tag team lose. So instead of making the heels look credible, we need old guys to beat them down. I can side with you on that. That's a really good point. Just because the heels won doesn't mean, like the heels can just win and walk away. Yep. You know, they, they, there doesn't need to be a... It was DX burying um, the OC at the Raw reunion. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it was. I like it. I like that. I like that perspective, and I, I actually agree with that. I do. Um, Other matches that happened... Because I do remember that, and I remember reading people saying, like, oh, my God, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. I was like... You literally six is, months ago, you were saying something. And different. this is one of the things where it's like, I like AEW. I don't mind them. And for some reason, there's this huge fucking divide between fan bases where the people who have 
the people who are quote-unquote main AEW fans, look at that product with fucking rose-tinted glasses on because they think it's completely perfect with no faults. Like... We the, see the faults, and but yeah, we and it's like look, I like I I'm an NXT first fan, but I'll still look at NXT and tell you what's wrong with it. He just did. I just fucking this, did it on this episode. But the people who look at AEW and watch AEW, they look at this shit and they go, "This is perfect. This is the greatest thing in the world. This is amazing. That's why this is perfect." Blah blah blah. You don't see this shit on NXT. Oh, if you want to watch a real show on Wednesday nights, why don't you tune in to TNT? That's all it is, and it's just like fucking mind-blowing to me where it's like you can sit there and think that your product is perfect but it's not cody's new startup is not beyond reproach i mean it's still available you can still criticize it you can praise it when you want to we've already outlined what we don't like about it we don't like the presentation we think that there's a lot of inconsistencies in the production uh i think that they're using the WWE strategy of cutting to the crowd too much, uh, which I think is one of the stupidest things in wrestling is cutting to the crowd as often as they do, inc- including WWE, NXT, AEW. I hate it. I hate when they cut to the crowd. Mostly because, like, unless it's something where it's, like, the Miz kid. Yeah. I It doesn't it's, add anything. It's, it's overdoing it. It's, it's basically, it basically looks as if you're desperate to get your product over. It's a laugh track. <laughs> where this is like this is you're supposed to be feeling that way yeah that's what it is yeah yeah good call good call um and the other thing is i'll say this too jr not good on commentary anymore he he has lapses he has lapses i thought i think that he's been getting better as it's gone along like because he's we got to remember he hasn't done this full time in so long that I'm going to give him a little bit of a a grace but period. Their call on MJF, Lobo, and Cody, him and X, Excalibur, I won't say that his was great either. They forced that so bad. They wanted it to seem like it was the most heinous. dastardly, yeah. heinous act that they've ever seen committed by man. And I was like, all he did was low blow him. Did you, did you see the plan at the end? The plant on the ramp? Oh, with the beer? The... And if it was a plant, like, I got no problem with it. It added to the moment. If it wasn't a plant, that's not. I mean, they that's did their not job. okay. But they, they I mean, did their they job. made a good moment. Yeah, they did their job. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was mm, okay for for their first pay per view since debuting on TNT. I thought they did their job. I thought they did a good job. Um. The uh, three-way between SCU, Lucha Brothers, and Private Party went just the way I thought it would go. Uh, maybe fell even a little bit short, unfortunately. Um, did you get a chance to watch Dynamite this week? No. No? I don't. I've come to the conclusion I really don't think I'm going to watch it. I'll keep up with it, but I don't think I'm going to watch it weekly. I'm just such a mark that I have to watch it. You know, like, I... I want to just see the direction this continues to go as the ratings start to get closer and closer and closer to see what they pull out of their bag. That's, I think, the most intriguing part about all of this is seeing how the Wednesday Night Wars continue. I get such a WCW feeling from it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
I'm so in the middle on AEW just because I know how much talent they have. And I, I'm, you know, we we talked about this. There's going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows. This is the first time any of them have ran their own promotion. I mean, but I'm, there have been so many WWE elements involved in it that they've not done as good as WWE. I'm definitely middle ground with it, where they've got some good shit happening, but they've definitely got some stuff that I don't like. He doesn't like the indie type stuff. Like, not even it, that. It feels it's... indie. Well, it does feel feel indie, but that's more of just not knowing. I mean, NXT UK feels indie because I don't know who anybody is, yeah. even with the WWE production. I just it feels indie. NXT doesn't feel indie because I know everybody. I'm invested in the storylines. It's different. Um, but it's yeah, it's a production. It's not knowing who anybody is. It's the storylines that are like kind of there but not there at the same time um it's just yeah little wonk they do have some consistency at least though and wwe can pick up from that yeah (laughs) uh and it's the it's the whole win loss thing where it's like how is that gonna look in six months Kind of thing. And you see the jobbers that have, like, one win. Right? Like... How do you build a star who's... Like, all right, so you go back and you look at... Who's a who's someone that lost a decent amount a, as they debuted but then became something big? That, you could say that for a lot of superstars because the, you kind of have to get built from the ground up, you know? I guess, but, I mean, like, someone now who's big now who lost a lot in the... Oh, Gable? Gable type, because like you can't even say Ricochet because he had a good win loss yeah, going he had in. A, yeah, um, someone who kind of built themselves back up. Yeah, just exactly. And honestly, I would say I would say Gable. Like you know, like um, anybody. Uh, I don't know Cedric Alexander type. You know, like um, anyone that was put into a match. Uh, at, at one point when he got a push, you could say like Zack Ryder. Like, not now, but at back then, you know? Like, not getting himself over. Um, yeah, those are the types, I'd say. I mean, even Johnny Gargano. That dude's win-loss can't be good. Yeah. How do you build him up as a viable, chan- like, contender? The dude's probably in the power rankings of NXT. Tenth? Yeah. So yeah, especially because he's been on television. I mean, fuck. That's, Triple that's... H started as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I'm sure his win loss wasn't that good when he was doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's possible. But if you were to actually see those numbers, and if it's treated as a sporting type of feel to it, then yeah, that's it's not really easy to to do. It's a little weird. I don't know. AEW's it's got me. I got mixed feelings on it still, so. And they're incomplete feelings. That's another thing we do to bring up there. Yeah. Very incomplete because it's not a complete product. So, you know. I just think NXT's better. And I like NXT more. But I'm not someone who's going to be like, AEW's trash. I hate it so much. I'll give it. They got good stuff going on. They've just got some kinks to work out. My favorite, and I think it, the fans 
of AEW can be very hypocritical. And same with NXT, though. Like, the same shit happens in NXT comment threads and stuff like that. So, my favorite thing about AEW, two things. Excalibur, when he says, Pile Driver! And Darby Allen's Coffin Drop is one of the coolest finishers. That's who's going to fucking die doing that <laughs> fucking move. <laughs> Such a good finish. Such a good finish. All right. I think we've babbled on enough. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else uh, in the wrestling news cycle going on. I think we hit everything. We hit CM Punk. We hit Jordan Miles. Everything going on into AW NXT. We didn't really. I mean, main roster stuff has to do with Survivor Series. So that doesn't really that really kind of falls into it because I, I don't think that we need to bore you with other stuff going on. Uh, Fiend hasn't shown up yet. We don't know what's going on with that still. Oh, wait. No, yeah, he did. He uh, attacked Daniel Bryan. So it looks like Daniel Bryan's his next opponent. Uh, Eric Rowan also carries around a cat cage or something now or some sort of cage to the ring. That's a new gimmick thing they're working on. Yeah, so those two things we'll mention. All right. We are on Twitter at GimmickPod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Stick to the Gimmick. I am on Twitter at Spinny Rasslin. He is on Twitter at Martin David Harp. Of course, we are part of the BTR Podcast Network. Between the ropes of Brian Fritz, currently on hiatus, enjoying life, doing awesome interviews with WWE superstars, wrestlers outside of the WWE. Go read him on Sporting News. He's doing an excellent job while he takes this little break from one of the best podcasts in wrestling. So we're just trying to try to carry that, carry that baton, carry that baton. You boys, stick to the gimmick. Give us a follow. Leave a comment, subscribe, do all those things. Marty, I'll leave it off to you. It's episode 85 next week. Thankfully, we have the best person in here with us as we record this. I'll let you tell him. Uh, next week, fucking all the Survivor Series and War Game shit, because it's the same weekend because they're Mad Men. Um, I have to pee so bad. And I have to make a phone call and pay a bill before this place closes. So I don't have anything good. Next week, War Games, Survivor Series. You've got your boys and Jonah Hill talking about all the things. Um, I feel like my bladder is about to explode. So I quit today. Um, I'll be here next week. Though. I don't quit as a whole. Just this one. This one instance. Um... That's it. Jonah Hill, us, AEW, NXT, WWE, Survivor Games, Survivor Games. Yep, Survivor Games. See you next week. Bye.